shout out to Christian Whitney and Black Sevens. If you need any graphic design work done, make sure you hit up Christian at BlackSevens.com. Christian is a native of North Denver and a beast at what he does. He's also a great dude. Visit BlackSevens.com right now to see his work. Buy some merch and just see what he has going on. When we had the idea for DNA, we shot it over to Christian. He knocked it out the park. We are excited to feature his work, so go visit him and check him out at BlackSevens.com for more. Yeah. What's up, y'all? Back Episode at it. Four. Yeah. Got a little special guest in the house today, man. Um, very special episode for me and I know for Dom, a uh, young gentleman that we've had the luxury of being able to work with, coach, uh, both football and for me and track. Um, great kid, uh, Brandon Bennett. What's up, man? What's up, coach? Thanks for having me. Coach welcome. Dom, thank you. Welcome, welcome. Yep. Man, so hey, we appreciate you guys tuning in episode four. Uh been a little been a little interesting seeing like just where some of the stuff's coming from, some of the numbers are coming from. It's pretty cool. Uh I know I, I text Dom a bunch of different times, man, like, hey dude, check this out or check this out. Look who's look who's listening to us now. And uh it's freaking exciting. So we appreciate everyone tuning in. Appreciate everyone listening. Make sure you visit the website, DNA Sports Denver.com. Um you go to DNA Sports Denver.com slash ask a question. If you have a question you want to ask the show, something you think we should be covering, um just a shout out, you want to give a shout out to somebody, hit up DNA Sports Denver.com slash ask DNA and uh check it out. Also hit up DNA Sports Denver uh, DNAsportsDenver.com and hit up the podcast up there. Go buy some merchandise. Shout out to Isaiah for the for the sweater you purchased the other day. We're just building this thing, man, and we're super excited to be building it. And uh, we look forward to everyone's help, Dom. I mean, yeah, and you know, he said we're gaining followers and viewers as we go. So if you're in tune with us and you're listening to us, go ahead and give us a share. You know, the more we grow, you know, the bigger our platform go uh, gets, then we can definitely bring you out more guests and and do more things and and grow our platform and give you more content that you guys have been asking for. Yeah, man, and, and it helps us and it helps get people views and and you know maybe we, get, we shed some light on some things that. Um, not enough folks are talking about We're hanging outside on a patio today So if you get some birds chirping or some planes flying over Man, I want you to enjoy the day just as much as we are Sunny, beautiful Denver, Colorado uh, Like I said, we got a guest, Brandon Bennett uh, Brandon, ben, Brandon's been you know, part of my life And part of you know, Dom's life for a number of years now We coached him at high school at North uh, He's a college uh, football athlete He's uh, going to be starting his first season over at Adams State University um, Just a really good kid, man I... I have tons of great things to say about him. He's a knucklehead on the field in terms of just, you know, cracking the joke at the right time. So uh, great to have you on, Brandon. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. But uh, going back to the viewership and everything, uh, everybody listening, Coach Dom said we get 10 viewers. I get a free hoodie. So, <laughs> yes, sir. You just get it 10, 10 people to listen. I get that free hoodie. So finish the podcast, finish it. Everything is going to be a good podcast today. And to clarify, you got to go. You got to go like and subscribe, man. Like one of our pages, our Instagram, uh, Twitter, any of those. We we, we get that hooked up. Um, Brandon's out here, man. He's he's home for the summer. Uh, he's gonna. We're actually working with him tomorrow, uh, doing some things, just some training, uh, helping us get some footage for the website and all that, man. So super stoked to have him here. Um, going over to Adam State now, right? Yes, sir. Um, spent the last two years. Two years, yeah. And Nebraska Kearney, beast defensive lineman, man. One of the very, uh, very. 
one of the best that I've I've seen that I've been able to coach with coach coach for I guess not necessarily against I'm an offensive lineman and I used to try to get Brandon out on the offensive side forever but uh you know coach Dom got to work with him firsthand and could probably tell you just tons of fun stories and whatnot oh yeah man well you know the intangibles will be the first thing you know when you see this guy on the field and and you look at him from first glance a lot of guys are gonna say oh wow you know, that guy isn't going to have the, the first step on me. And when you see this guy fire off the ball, his get-off is phenomenal. Um, and his hands are great. His footwork is great. His strength is out of this world. So, you know, I've, I haven't seen many kids since him that I've coached defeat double teams quite like him. Um, you know, and, and again, I think the sky's the limit and his work ethic and what he wants to do with this sport and how he sees himself in this sport – it is really great to see it, and, and it's fun to watch him. You know, I, it was a privilege to watch him as a coach, and now it's a privilege to watch him as a fan. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what he does at Adam State. So, Brandon, um, kind of this, this segment, just want to more give background on you, kind of dive into some old fun stories. Keep it light, man. I mean, we're here to not only to, to just highlight, you know, our joy in being able to see you grow as, a, as an athlete and – uh, being able to see some of the things you do, man. I think every time you text, you know, video, uh, footage of, of film and whatever, you, you know, updates or whatever, man, it excites me, bro, because um, I've got a handful of kids that we've worked with directly that are playing ball at the next level. And um, it's it's a hard feat to get to, man. Like people think it's it's easy sometimes. They just think, you, you know, you're a big dude. You won the genetic lottery, you know, yeah. and people think it could be easy. But I think when they – fail to see behind the scenes work and see how much work you actually put in what you've been doing and how you've improved from even your sophomore junior years in high school where you were really good, but you polished yourself off really well your senior year and uh, it landed you tons of opportunities to go play at the next level. Um, What age did you start playing football and um, how were you kind of introduced to the game? So I started playing football when I was super young. I was a second grader, so I don't know the exact age, but the reason I got into football is because, you know, I was that annoying little brother at my uh, big brother's practices every day. So just seeing him play and then seeing his team win, like, three championships before I was even old enough to touch the field, you know, kind of motivated me. And then my brother, he was super good at football. So they were like, his little brother must be good. Let's, let's pay for him, too. was lucky enough. Got everything paid for when I was in second grade, you mm. know. We did really good, and yeah, my first team was the Bear Creek Mustangs, so. Nice. Um, so early age, second grade, did you at any point through that journey think like, yo, this isn't going to be for me, or did you know right away like, yo, this is, I love this game, I like what's going on here, the competition, this is what I'm going to do? Yeah, so I mean course you know went through a couple different positions I never really thought I'd be a defensive lineman growing up but I think once I was like really good and I was able to play with a bunch of people you know throw a couple other kids around I think that's when I knew that I could take this a little bit further and keep going with it and then eventually just kept stacking on you know second grade turned into third grade I was still good just kept being a beast translated all the way through high school so oh yeah you know, I got a couple questions for you, Brandon. Um, and everyone that plays a game or, or makes it to the level in which you make it to has a why. 
and all our viewers out there want to know, and all your followers want to know, what is Brandon Bennett's why? So, you know, like I said before, a couple of the viewers might relate with this, but coming from a low-income family and everything, you kind of want to break the cycle. So sure. best way to break the cycle, college degree, get that college money. So low-income, like I said, you can't really pay for college out of pocket. That's like you're going to be in debt like 70 grand a year. So it's what is the one way you can get free college? Be a freak athlete. I mean, without doing school and everything, but – yeah. Yeah. So when I when I see guys in the NFL today, you know, I know there's a few guys that that your game definitely reminds me of. Um, but, you know, it's also good to kind of get the perspective of the player. And if you could think of one player in the NFL that your game is similar to or you try to emulate while you're on the field, who would that be? So a lot of the time I'm, I was like getting like. Oh, Aaron Donald, all this and that, just because, you know, I see that explosive, fast movement. But as I began to watch a little bit more NFL games, a little bit more film, I realized that I relate a little bit more to Vita Vea. Nice. Just because, you know, Vita Vea, he's a big, strong defensive lineman. I like to use my strength a little bit more than my finesse. Mm -hmm. So with Aaron Donald, he likes to use a lot of finesse, but I feel like I would relate more to Vita Vea. That's yeah. funny that you mentioned your strength, Dom. And you know, this ain't even on, on what we were talking about. But I remember one time I was – I have a habit of challenging kids, especially the Bad ones – thing to do as a coach. Well, you know, they have a habit of challenging me, actually. And, the, you know, they're, they're – especially the good ones that think they're they're real, you know, the shit, right? Yeah. yeah. So one time we're out – I think this is during track season, and we get done with practice and we're out there on the – north in the uh, little square area just outside the lunchroom, the grass area right there. And uh, I was like, yo – Y'all can't y'all can't mess with me. And there's a couple other kids they they couldn't see me. I shut them down. And this big dude right here, yeah. uh, he bull rushed me, bro. And you hurt your back, didn't you? No, nah, I didn't hurt my back. But he lifted me up. He lifted me up, and I and it brought back some bad memories from when I was a young kid playing college ball and getting too high, you know, and and yeah. getting defensive tackle underneath me. It definitely brought them memories back. And and I didn't fall. I landed on my feet, bro, because I'm an athlete. But uh, I was 15. <laughs> you were not 15. You were like 16, 17. I was this, a sophomore in high school. He's not his, your, your junior year, I think. No, it was sophomore year. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Who's counting? This ain't, this ain't your average sophomore. This is a, you know, a 280-pound, six-foot sophomore, about, freakish athlete like he mentioned earlier. You know, this is, this is what he thought he was back then anyway. Coach, you think that's funny. You know, I talked about his get-off and his speed earlier, right? I pride myself yeah. in being somewhat of a agile fat man, and I think I could get around, right? So there was one day, and I don't remember which year. This might have been actually junior year, um, but I challenged him to a 40, you know, as him being our fastest lineman that we had. I remember that. You know, and I quit after probably 15 yards. Cause quit he after was 10. About, he was about 15 yards ahead of me. So, you know – as a coach, you really got to watch out what you ask for when you when you see some of these players come in and and you know you probably challenge majority of them, but there's going to be one that makes you look like a fool out there. But hey, I'm glad to to look the way I looked uh, in relation to a great athlete like this. So I remember you know. that day, bro, and, and you know what? That's kind of that was kind of like a start for uh, where I saw a change in Brandon that that junior year. Kind of going into after track season started to to finish, he went into this kind of different Brandon mode, bro. Because I think he realized his senior year was coming, mm -hmm. and um, that clock. that that camp that was during camp that was during our spring camp that year. We split in the yellow and uh, gold and white teams. Remember that? Mm -hmm. 
And that was the year you got smoked by Brandon. But that was also the year that I saw uh, leadership skills really start to to develop within him. And Brandon, I mean, it's sometimes hard when you got so much around you that kind of that can kind of stray you the wrong way. How were you able to kind of refine those leadership skills and kind of focus in to be a better leader, be a better athlete? And I think it made you a better overall football player in person. Yeah, I mean, I just want to say, though, it wasn't just me that was being a leader, I think. Coming in senior year, we just stepped up. That whole group was great, man. Well, not, not the whole group, but that that store called, that core that you guys had. You guys were great. Like you guys yeah. are great leaders. Yeah. So, you know, Elias Zarate, Michael Marquez, Donovan Calderon, the four captains on the team. I feel like we all just stepped up, and you know, I feel like as captains of the team, our bond was just a little bit different, and you know, our leadership was different. We were pushing everybody. Uh, everybody decided to be great, wanted to step up, try and compete with us, and you know. It really translated very well because uh, we're all still great friends. And uh, after this, I'm probably going to go hang out with Donovan and Elias. So I think that really helped. It was just like the chemistry that all the seniors had together. Camaraderie shit. It was great, man. Like, I hadn't seen a group of seniors like that in a long time. And um, so it was also accountability, right? Because they held each other accountable. Like, there would be times where, where, you know, Brandon would see one of them not – doing what they do normally and he'd get on their head or you know vice versa pause but for sure no i think um that was a special group man that group stands out with me we're talking about the barbecue over here at your backyard yeah um you know and just the fun that we had with that and uh, i think i I seen elias like last week i see him every every now and again at the uh we do uh throws practice on tuesdays and wednesdays over at north and um, seen him over there a few times, and he's always dapping me up, showing love. And uh, I think those kids were great kids. That senior yeah. group in particular, um, we've had we've had a lot in our time, but I think that group really stands out to me just because they really took the bull by the horns and said, "Hey, this is our team. You're gonna you're gonna do it the right way, or you're not gonna do it." And you've seen some of these younger kids, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about off air, Brandon. With you got people that look up to you. Just because you're you're you and you're willing to take it by the horns, you know what I mean. A lot of people kind of sit back. You see it in everything. People would rather sit back and record than sit than inter- intervene and and act on something. So yeah. uh, that's a big shout out to you. Big shout out to your crew, your, your senior class, and the guys that did it right, man. Because you really made that season enjoyable. Yep. Um, you know, I got a few more questions for Brandon on this. Um, you know, we talked about your childhood earlier and what got you into sports. Um, Aaron Donald and Vita Vea now as current players. Um, but who was your favorite player growing up as a kid? So I actually had two favorite players, and that's just because they were two of the best I ever stepped on the field. And Aaron Donald, you know, still one of the best, but he's fairly new to the league. I 2011 still. Yeah. Not new, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So growing up, the two best players, I think, were always J.J. Watt, yeah, and then Ray Lewis, just because they could hit dogs on the field, and more so JJ Watt, just because he was a defensive lineman, defensive mm-hmm. edge. So seeing him play, seeing his play style, super aggressive, super fast. He was just like what every kid defensive lineman wanted to be when you grew up. And then Ray Lewis with how hard he could hit. I mean, there was a one of the funniest clips I think is when Ocho Cinco's coming across <laughs> the middle, yeah. and then. Uh, Ray Lewis not even trying, just lays him out, and then Ocho Cinco's on the sideline just in pain. I think that's one of the he my me. favorite main yeah. memories. Well, yeah. and he, Ocho Cinco was trying to crack him too on that crackback on him too, yeah. and he just got killed. 
Yeah, those yeah. guys were scary. Yeah. yeah Super you, scary. You know, the, the funny thing about that is you say Ray Lewis, right? Um, and we talked about who you think your game kind of emulates. And as far as, like, the leadership aspect that Ray Lewis brings to on the field, right? Because when you see a player giving everything he has, just laying it all on the line, you then want to do the same thing. And I think, you know, again, junior and senior year for you, you know, you were that guy that would lay it all on the line. You know, at the end of the game, you're just totally drained. And and other guys fed off that. So, you know, I think those kind of attributes that Ray Lewis possesses, you know, you also possess. So that's a great thing for you to maybe put into perspective and, and take with you into these next season coming up is is that you hold that ability as well. So, you know, continue to strive and do what you do, man. So, Brandon, um, when did you know or realize that you're pretty good at football and that this might actually be something that you can use to get to college? You were talking about earlier, sometimes the finances aren't there. When did you know that, hey, I might be able to make this happen myself? So, once again, you know, super young, playing on a youth team. Um, I was playing with the Saints, North Denver Saints, I think they were called. And um, after one of the games – the head coach goes up to my mom and he says, every day I wish we had 11 Brandons on the field. So when he said that, I was just like, man, that's kind of a compliment, especially saying it to my mom because, you know, when he if they if they talking to your mom, talking good about you, that, that must mean you're doing something right. For yeah. sure. I think, I think that compliment can kind of be, I think a lot of guys kind of pass that compliment off as just like coach talk, right? Yeah. And but it's man, that's one of the greatest compliments you can have. Is it, it kind of speaks to your motor, speaks to your coachability, speaks to what you bring uh, to the field, not just you know in the physical form or, or in, in terms of your abilities, but also the intangible stuff that you can't coach. It's just in somebody. So that's a great compliment to get, man, for sure. Yeah, you know, actually the other day at my daughter's softball game, we're leaving, and the umpire actually coaches a competitive competitive softball game or team as well. And he pulled my daughter to the side and was like, you know what? You're right there. You have all the intangibles. He coached her up a little bit, gave her a few pointers. And her smile when she got into the car, bro, was so huge. Like, she felt so confident. She came home. We were pitching in the backyard after her game. You know, she she just, it took her to want her to compete and become a better softball player just by somebody giving her those compliments. So it really does go a long way. So we got a lot of great moments to catch up with Brandon on. We're going to get going on to next things. But before we do that, though, uh, there's a couple of things that I know Dom wanted to bring up and I definitely wanted to bring up. I just remember the last game we, we, I ever coached that you were on the team with together. You know what I mean? That last game, your last game, your senior year. And it uh, goes back to them seniors. All you guys just had that look of just you, you left everything on the field. I remember take, trying to get pictures with you guys and how drained y'all were. And we won that game. I believe we beat Northfield that game. I, I, I believe that's what it was. But it was a great, great last kind of performance for you guys. And to, to see how drained you were just kind of spoke to who you guys were um, as players, leaving everything out in the field. And then there was the Skyview game. Ooh, the <laughs> Skyview game. Man, I, I just remember. So I was in the box during that game, right? And – when Brandon hit that kid and that ball squirted out, you can feel the stands just rumbling, bro. Like, it was a crazy feeling. David and I were in the box jumping up and down, going crazy. Like, that turned that game 
right there at that moment and, and it was just it was a phenomenal thing to see in person and that was on top of a game that was already a, a fun and entertaining game and uh to see you put your stamp on it bro how that had to feel great huh yeah so i mean you know it was a really close game and it was like last couple minutes of the fourth and tie game right there so skyview i believe they were within red zone maybe yep, within the 10 the, yep they were in so yeah there was this big running back i don't he was number 33, but the whole game running straight up the middle, just torching us. And this was a game that, you know, wasn't in for the first couple couple plays because, you know, but. Because why? Uh, Just a little, little messing around and everything. Kind of gotcha. caught up and then almost cost my team the game. But that's, uh, that's all me, and I definitely had to leave it all out when I wasn't. So, you know, fourth quarter, last couple plays. And uh, it looks like Skyview's about to get in, and then I see that big dude get the ball, and just everything in me was like, I need to, I need to hit him. So as soon as the play goes, just throw the OL off me. He come, he comes straight to me, which was a huge mistake. I don't know why he would do that, but put my helmet down. And then I seen that ball. I mean, I didn't see the ball come out. I kind of like got up, looked back, and everybody was cheering. And I was like, oh. And then heading over to the sideline, I see a. The big dude still on the ground. I'm like, oh, oh, that I hit like that. And then I do remember Coach Dom in the in the box. I just I looked over to our uh, our stands and we were away at this game too, so it was oh, just like yeah. it was packed. Yeah. But I remember looking over, everybody's jumping, clapping. I see Dom in the box jumping. Thought the whole stands were gonna break when he jumped, but <laughs> hey, and he could barely see me too, right? Because I'm jumping just to see over the ledge. <laughs> Dom's jumping and he sees the top of Dom's head. Yeah, but I mean that was a that was a great feeling just because I went to the sideline. Everybody's clapping me up. We get a nice little break because 33's injured. You know, I think he had torn a couple things, but that was a great comp. It's gonna sound a little messed up, but it, it felt great because he was. He, he was out cold. He was just laying flat on the ground. So I was like, yeah, that's like, how you hit. Yeah, you know, I think what the accomplishment was is the fact that you took accountability, right? You, you started off by saying, you know, you didn't start that game out because of whatever, you know, decisions that were made to, you know, hold you out for the first couple snaps or whatever for series. Um, but then you use that as your fuel to push you for the rest of that game, you know. So the accomplishment was that – you knew you had something to do on that field that day, and you put the team on your back in that moment when we needed it the most, and you made that play. So that in itself is an accomplishment, man. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. and that's why I try to pull that out of you. Like, what happened? You know what I mean? I ain't trying to – because it, it's important to understand as an athlete, you're going you're gonna to screw up. You're going to do things that put your team in a bad position. But the great thing about athletics is most times – you have another chance coming up, and you just got to take advantage of that opportunity. And, you know, it's a perfect example of how, hey, I got us, guys. Like, I screwed up. I'm sorry that I wasn't there this, these first couple series or whatever, but I'm showing up big when the time matters. And that's a great quality to have, man, be able to be, able to be accountable for your mistakes and to make up for them. Yeah, and I think being in that moment, that's kind of what switched it and everything, kind of turned on the, okay, maybe start taking football serious if I want to play college ball and, I think it definitely translated going into the spring practices, spring game, all of that summer, and then definitely led up to the first game. I still remember the first game of my senior year like it was yesterday just because 
I went crazy. Yeah. Tell us about it, man, because I remember that game. So, like I said, putting all the work and everything, but, of course, it's your first senior year game, first of the last, so, you know, you're going to have those butterflies going in, thinking you're going to mess up and everything, but I went in, we were playing Lincoln, so, you know, little DPS rivalry, had to put a stamp on it, and then, <laughs> I think, think first, within the first two plays, I got a sack, and I was like, okay, this is my game, and then. As the game kept going on and on, I think I, I would say double-digit tackles, but I don't really care about the tackles because that was my goal senior year. But all I remember in that first game was just four sacks. Set the number high to start out. No, no I remember that too because you were you were definitely disruptive. Is is not a strong enough word for for how you performed that game. You were in the backfield almost every play. It seemed like and and really caused you know. I, I'll tell you this as an offensive line coach, man. Um, you're a nightmare. Like I, I would, I would cut the hell out of you every time I can because nothing else would work. Um, I don't know. You're just you, guys like you that are built like you. You know, stronger, um, just in big defensive tackles that are just gritty. I mean, I think you get when you get on the field, you got an attitude about yourself that's real gritty. So, uh, compliment to you, man. We're super proud of you and super excited to have you on, man. We're gonna. We're gonna bounce it up to the next topic here, but we'll keep on. We'll dive back into what Brandon's got going on and and uh, some of the stuff he's doing now here in a second. But um, you know, last week we took, we were talking about grades and eligibility, Dom. Uh, mm-hmm. I know we like to highlight uh, things for student athletes, and it's kind of great to have Brandon here for this. But uh, this week we make it a point to uh, uh, advise young student athletes uh, to kind of keep in mind uh, who you're keeping around you and. Um, who they are, uh, who you're hanging out with, and just some of the places you're putting yourself in. Um, you know, it's one of those things where you can't can't control what happens around you. Sometimes you can only control where you're at. So I know uh, some of these young folks, this is one of the topics they really need to hear, Dom. Yeah, you know, before we get on to that, I just want to go back a little bit and clarify for the viewers and the listeners out there that Brandon, you know, when he spoke about sitting out for that Skyview game as his coaches – it wasn't anything crazy or out of this world. It was just a, a normal disciplinary action, which which uh, any coaching staff and, and player would hold themselves accountable for. So yeah, I just want to clarify that he was, you know, not doing anything so crazy to to anybody should, should be kind of coming to conclusions in their head out there. But, yeah, Coach, you know, you want to surround yourself with good people, you know, and uh, – Good people is what we had that senior year, like like we spoke on, you know, four captains who held each other accountable on the field and off the field, you know, and um, when when one was slacking or when one was needing some help in, in certain subjects or things like that, you know, they kind of band together and they helped each other out. And those are the kinds of people that you need to surround yourself by because, you know, at any everybody's point in life, we all grow up with childhood friends and at certain points in our life, there's a fork in the road to where our childhood friends' lives go one direction and our lives go the other. And it's very important to know that, you know, you always want to love and, and stay loyal to people who are around you. But first and foremost, you got to be loyal to who you are as a man and who you are, your morals, your your principles, you know, your responsibilities to life. So, you know, if your friend that, you know, happens to go down a different direction puts himself in certain situations, then as athletes or anybody in this world, you really got to realize the environment you're putting yourself in because you do not want to put yourself in a situation to where 
you're just with somebody and something happens and then now you're a part of the situation, you know. So we see it all the time with high school kids, you know. Again, that senior year, that senior class, they kept each other out of a lot of this kind of stuff. So that's why we're able to sit here and, and, and talk this topic today with Brandon. And, you know, we could have these other guys on there as well to show that they all did what they needed to do in life. And they now they're, you know, taking the next steps in their life to be successful men. And, uh, you know, I just applaud them for that. But I'll let you guys go ahead and touch on this topic a little bit. Yeah. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, so touching on this topic, you know, as an athlete in college, they're going to tell you surround yourself around athletes, be, in, be with athletes because, that you know, they want you around people you're going to be around. But as I said, you know, my two – well, not two. Uh, three of my closest friends, Donovan, Elias, uh, Michael, they all play football. And um, they're all still doing really great things. We're all still great friends. And, uh, you know, it's good to have those athletic friends. But I also got my friends like uh, – Cassie, Chantel, Lawrence, Diego, like all those people, they all, they're not doing anything athletic, not doing, you know, anything like what I'm doing. So I still keep them around, though, because they're still winners. So it's not, Mm -hmm. as an athlete, you just don't, you don't got to only be doing uh, so-and-so with athletes. Like, those are like my best friends, and they're doing nursing in college, just a normal student, you know, stuff like that. So keep you grounded. I mean, it's it's important. I I, I truly believe it's important to to be to keep good people around you. You know, to keep success around you. Uh, I I think if you uh, the first my first kind of pointer to how to be successful is if you want to be successful, surround yourself by with successful people. Yeah. You know, surround yourself with success. And I think it's good to have them kind of them kind of folks around you. I think more. it's more important to kind of keep negativity away from you, you know, especially if you're trying to do right, you're trying to do the good things, keep keep around them people that got that same vision, that same mindset, right? Because if you're around people that don't have a, a positive outlook for their own life, there's nothing that they're going to do to kind of build you up either, you know what I mean? And we got to, I think it's important when we're around that, that energy, right, that it, it's energy that builds us and makes us better people, better athletes. Yeah, and that's a good thing because um – I mean, you guys coach Michael Marquez, so you yeah. know how he is. He's one of, the, one of the most uplifting people, you know. Yeah. Mike is always there when you need him. He'll always, if you say he's going to break the tension, telling a joke. So I love keeping Mike in my life just because he'll always be one of my closest, dearest friends. So Mike's a good kid, man. I moved last year, and I didn't have no one to help me move, and I'm a stubborn person, dude. I don't like to ask for help, like just kind of who I am. And um, I, hit up, I hit up Mike like, hey, man, what do you, what do you got going on? He's like, nothing, coach, what you need? Want to help me move? Yeah. And he, he freaking showed up, man. Like, it's a good kid, man. Like, Yeah, great kid. And that's good people to have around you. And, I, you know, I think I see it a lot. I see you guys on social media all the time interacting with each other yeah. and, you know, cheering each other on. Yeah. Um, and, and it's important to have them people in your life, man, because as you go forward, it, it's crazy. When I was in high school, they used to tell us, yo, enjoy this time with each other because chances are y'all aren't going to be – around each other that much when you grow up you know and it's important to to have them day ones with you man because life takes us in so many different directions that you never know who's who's going to be around you in 10 15 years so um building them relationships and kind of understanding you know even if you do lose contact it'll be like you never like you never skipped a beat you know what i mean yeah and, and not only that right those day ones you've been through it together 
right? Uh, you talk about Michael Mar- Marquez, Donovan, and Elias. Like, you guys went through all these wins and losses together as as brothers, you know, and, and you grew this brotherhood through school, outside of school, now into college and whatever you guys got going on nowadays, you know, and, and you know, when you go through a lot of good and bad times together, that that builds a lot of trust, that builds a lot of morale, you know, and that builds a, a strong bond, and, and it's good to keep those bonds around, you know, but again, you always have to keep your, your, your blinders on to make sure that you're watching out for the ones that, you know, may not have that same passion as you or that same drive as you because, you know, even some of our oldest friends, heck, some of our family, you know, can derail our success if they haven't figured out their own, you know. So, you know, I don't want to say misery likes company because I don't think there's anybody in, in you know, that is deliberately going to come to try to take you down that's been in your day one circle, you know what I mean? Um or even in your friends group, but I think, you know, as long as you keep your eyes open and you can see how people move in regards to themselves, then that'll tell you everything that you need to know about them. You know, if they don't love themselves, how are they ever going to love you? You know what I mean? So I just think that has something to say. So I used to have this brother that um, I knew, um, his name was Dion and he was a, uh, he was a tour manager for this area for strange music. And um, we used to do a lot of lot of shows for him. We used to do a lot of work with him. He's became a, a pretty good friend and um, associate. And I remember he used to always tell us, "Man, cut the rope, cut the rope, dog. Yeah. If they ain't, if they ain't, hey, if they ain't, if they holding you back, cut the rope." He's like, I "Might be your brother, cut the rope. Might be your sister, cut the rope." And I was like, "Damn, that's that's cutthroat as you know, as can be." But I get it though, because like it's almost like if if fire's coming up on that rope coming up behind you, right, and you're trying to climb up faster to get away from it, but that it just keeps moving up. It, whereas if you just cut the rope, it's gone, and it's hard sometimes. And I'm I'm thankful you got a really good circle around you because you see a lot of guys that get in get into playing college ball or get into athletics, their head gets a little bigger, and they don't have anyone there to kind of like bring them back down to earth. You know what I mean? And they don't have anyone there to keep them centered. And it's good to have that support system. So, I, man, I encourage you to continue, you guys to continue to having that, that bond and that, sure. that support system to get you through. Because I'll tell you right now, it's getting you through some hard workouts and some just hard situations right now. And when you get older, life can tend to get a little bit harder sometimes. So it's definitely good to have that support system around you to keep you strong and keep you sane and then kind of help you understand that maybe this isn't the worst thing in the world and, You'll figure out a way like you always do. Yes, sir. And that goes what you said, getting through hard times, having those friends. That's just a quick shout out to, you know, Cassie and then my cousin Angie both helped me through hard times. So I appreciate those people. Just a quick little shout out. Big shout ups, out to man. Cassie and Angie. Big oh, yeah. ups. Hey, yo, while we're doing a shout out, shout out to Janice's Catering. If you're looking for a catering service for your event, I highly encourage you to give Janice's a try. Uh, it's a family-run family, uh, family company featuring the Mexican-American cuisine from enchiladas to street tacos and fajitas. Man, they throw it down. Delicious green chili, beans, rice, all the fixings, man. Uh, from small gatherings to large events, it's no job big or too small for Janice's Catering. Weddings, birthdays, uh, wedding birthday parties, anniversaries, funerals, business lunches graduations any event make sure you hit up janice's catering find them on facebook at janice janice's catering colorado or give them a call at 303-669-2215 again that's janice's catering colorado 
or hit them up at 303-669-2215. Hey, man, go look, go out and check them out. Food's very good, um, very recommended from our podcast, so check them out, get your food, get right. The other thing is, man, you need to make sure you check out DNASportsDenver.com, DNA Sports Training. Uh, if you're an athlete that wants to get better on the field, whether it be coming off the ball and become a stud like Brandon Bennett or it's uh, being a stud lockdown uh, left tackle like Coach Al, uh, check out DNASportsDenver.com. Um, sign up. Get a get a get an appointment in. Book your book a team session. Um, really, whatever. Buy some merchandise. Merch. Uh, Check out our podcasts. Yo, hit up dnasportsdenver.com. We're gonna be getting in the training session tomorrow with Brandon. Uh, definitely gonna go and just work on some defensive uh, line things. But we got offensive line, speed and agility, strength and conditioning. Uh, we can get out there and, and do a workout with you with resistance bands, whatever, man. We got some other stuff we're expanding to, but check us out, dnasportsdenver.com. Um, yo, Dom. Hey, it's that time, man. So, you know, we're fun here, and this this podcast episode has been mostly football, and it's probably going to be all football because we're, you know, celebrating one of our guys and kind of kicking it with him, and this is what we're going to talk about, damn it. So um, I have a question for both of you fellas. And uh, I'm interested to hear what you guys got got on this topic. But uh, who do y'all think are the best offensive and defensive players in the NFL right now? Uh, do anyone of you first? Dom, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go ahead and kick this off. So, you know, for me, I think that you're going to get a lot of guys. You know, you're going to get those Vaughn Millers, the Aaron Donalds, of course, the obvious answers. Um, offensively, though, I got to talk about this guy, man, Jonathan Taylor. This dude, he is something special. He's reliable. You know, he'll put the game on his back when you need it. He has that hunter's mentality to where everybody on the field is prey to him. And, you know, I don't want to talk about all his stats that he did because we all know that. We're going to talk about some next-gen stats. All right? So, for Jonathan Taylor, he was the number one ranked fastest clocked time when he in week number 15 he had a 67 yard rush touchdown and he clocked 22.13 miles per hour on that damn in week nine he had the number fourth fastest time when he clocked 22.5 on a 78 yard touchdown and then in week eight he had a one yard rushing for 21.83 miles an hour that just means that dude is playing at one speed all the time and that's downhill he's a downhill runner um man i would love to have him on my team best believe he might be a target for my fantasy football team um you know but when we're talking about next gen stats i'd be remiss of me to not talk about defensive line right and again i'm not going to mention the aaron donalds or anything like that i want to mention a few guys that you know may not get the the looks that they deserve you know i'm going to mention a d tackle just because i think he relates somewhat to what brandon sees a lot of the time but two um two of the fastest sacks recorded out of the top 10 um hassan ridgeway from philly you know, week eight, he clocked a sack at 2.43 seconds from interior technique. Guys, That it's pretty amazing to see this guy get off the ball, defeat a double team, and get back there and, and, and get the sack. And then the number one fastest sack was Shaq Thompson from the outside linebacker position. He clocked the sack at 1.87 miles per hour. Man, 
that's get off, but I, it's also great timing. Um, that's get off and great timing. But uh, I agree with you on on Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is a beast, bro. Like that dude is is truly amazing, and um, I definitely would take him on my fantasy team. I think I had second. Him. So my bad. I said miles per hour on that. At one point eight seven seconds. I didn't even catch that because one point eight miles per hour would be slow as slow. That's yeah. like you getting off the ball, dog. Don't play with me. We'll get on this grass hey, right now, coach, and I'll hey. show you what's cracking. Do not play. Hey, I've already shut down Brandon before, dog. Don't make me do it to you too. I was fifteen. I'm twenty now. Let's get it. Yeah. Hey <laughs> man, don't you know not to be picking on old folks no more, man? Come on, I thought you were better than that, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> nah, hey, Shaq Thompson, one point eight seven seconds to get to the quarterback. As an offensive line coach, you try to tell you guys, hey, give him give him a couple of seconds, guys, you know, and you know, that's just great timing, great get off, man. I gotta imagine he was he's coming from the outside on on the blitz and just to get there so fast that quarterback had to uh do you know who he sacked? I do not know who he sacked, honestly. Not too next gen on them stats, then Dom. <laughs> <laughs> Bradley, what about you, man? Who's your? Uh, who would you say right now for offense, anyway? Um, offense. You know, I don't really pay attention to offensive players because I don't really care about them. But oh, um, I'm gonna just I'm gonna go out on a limb. Have to say, uh, Lamar Jackson, probably just because feel like people are, you know. Oh, he's a running back. This all he could do is run. But I think when you show him, like, oh, all I can do is run. So then he passes on you, and you know, he's still one of the a great passer. I wouldn't say he's like you know Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, but I just think what he brings to the table is a lot more than what other like offensive players bring. So that speed, and then being able to also throw a little bit. Makes him one of the best. I think. I think his ability to with, to do the things he does with his legs kind of amplifies his ability to throw a little bit because you're so worried about what he you know if he gets out on that edge on a boot or something and you're worried about him kind of taking off with his feet maybe you cheat up and and you leave someone leaking behind you so just what he can do in in that aspect definitely makes him a freaking scary player. I definitely wouldn't want to coach against him. Um, Dom, defensively, I know you had – I kind of cut you off on the defense, and that's my bad. But Oh, yeah, I was going to actually save that to the end because, you know, I wasn't going to let you get out of here without me being a little bit biased, right? Okay. But well. there's no bias to it when the numbers speak for themselves. But this guy, man, when you talk about ball hawk, always at the ball, you know, always making a tackle, you got to mention Denzel Perryman, right? He finished sixth in combined tackles, but was first in solo tackles in the NFL last year. The guy was always at the ball. Um, there was a couple of games where he was banged up, and he was still out there making plays, making tackles. And in my opinion, last year, the, you know, was was kind of the heart and soul of the Raiders' defense. Um, and I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the table this year. But yeah, Denzel Perryman, man, he is a beast. And he is truly phenomenal to see play the linebacker position. Hell yeah! Offensively, man, I you know you got all the names: Josh Allen's, Patrick Mahomes, Monte Adams, uh, Tyreek Hill. You know you can go through the list. Personally, I don't feel offensive linemen get enough love, but whatever. They're only some of the best athletes on the field. Um, Besides you know, D linemen, sure, whatever. Um, you know, you got guys like Trent Williams, Tristan Wirfs, Quentin Nelson that are just you know they're maulers, um, but you know, you can say the quarterbacks hold that crown and they get a lot of the credit, you know, 
you hear people answer this question with Josh Allen's Pat, or Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, you know, Lamar Jackson, which is a great pick. Personally, I think the best football player is Cooper Cup, man. Man. Dude, dude is it, he gets on a defense a lot faster than you think. Um, you can go back and watch college film of him, and he's the same player he was in college in the pros. I don't know how he kind of went as unnoticed as he does, but that's kind of how it goes, man. But I think I think Cooper Cup, especially last year, he kind of exploded on. He definitely helped me in fantasy, so shout out to Cup on that one. But I just think, uh, you know, a lot of times wide receivers, even though it's a dependent position, a lot of times wide receivers are just great football players. And you think about Jerry Rice and – you know, you can go back and, and even in through the late 80s and whatnot and just think about the different guys. And just I, I personally believe Cooper Cup's probably the, the best football player offensively. You um, think with the absence of Robert Woods and, and potentially Odell Beckham is going to affect his game a little bit this year? Um, not because they're always, they always have another guy that they bring up, you know, to kind of second or third guy. Now, I think he's going to – Definitely get a little bit more attention now, but yeah. you know that's why you you pound the the pound the ball, run the ball a little bit, and you know they got great tight ends over there, um, so I think that might you know work to his benefit. But the the word is out now; it ain't it ain't a secret no more. You know you can't have a couple of seasons like he's had and um, it kind of be like, oh, this is it. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So now we're gonna we're gonna do the defensive guy for me. And for Brandon, since we already did Dom, we'll okay. leave him out. And he's a Raider-picking jerk. But uh, <laughs> uh, I did put Devontae Adams on there, though, bro. I, I thought you'd appreciate that. I did. That's why I didn't speak about him. I, I argue between him and, and him and Cup, man. They both are phenomenal athletes. So uh, Defensively, man, we, we talked a lot about some of these guys, Max Crosby, uh, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Jalen Ramsey, the Bosa's. You hear a lot about these guys, you know, their athleticism. But I think it's – safe to say Aaron Donald in my opinion is the best football player in the world um he's definitely been the best defensive lineman over the course of his what 10 years in the league now I think it is 10 he's gonna be gone on his 11th season I mean the number of all pros and pro bowls this guy has made and defensive player of the year three times you know I just think right now uh, if you need any evidence go watch the Super Bowl again and he was just him and Vaughn disrupted that Super Bowl but just the pressure he brings up front I know as an offensive line, we try to protect our inside the most. You know, we get, you know, that's the quickest way to the quarterback. And to be able to get inside and get up on that quarterback, really from any position on the defensive line, man, it's just incredible. So I just always feel Aaron Donald's the best player in the world, man. And I don't know. You know, and and it goes back to work ethic, right? And I'm not, everybody in the NFL is in the NFL, so they all have work ethic, right? But. You know, when you get the guys like Aaron Donald, sometimes their work ethic still sets them apart, even amongst people who constantly are working. You know, um, because, again, there's tons of defense linemen that are putting in work right now as we speak, actually, with uh, Coach um, from Michigan State. He always has a pass rush retreat, and, you know, they're all out there right now for all the NFL players, and they're getting that work, man. I'm, I'm following them on Instagram constantly, and, and shouts out to them for putting in that work. It, it takes requires a lot of work. I think Brandon can speak to that. Brandon, you being a defensive tackle, defensive lineman, being on that side of the ball, um, you probably see, a, you probably look up to and, and follow a lot more defensive players than you do offense. Who's your? Who do you think is the best defensive player in the league right now? Uh, keep it short and simple. I think 
three defensive player of the year's award, two back to back, kind of just speaks for itself. So I'm going to have to go with AD. See, I knew it. That's why That's why I had to come and say it first yeah. because I didn't want to be stealing from your ideas. Uh, but, see, I, it's a little side note. I've known this about Brandon. I know he loves him, Smearing Donald. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, How can you not? Dude, I, you really – I mean, when he was going through his contract situation this, this last offseason, it was just like, I'm cool, I'm content. I was like, man, nah, Miami go make a, make a play for him, you know. But – Aaron, he, he's a he's a great football player, man. Like, you know what, Ken? Is it crazy that we got into the to what is it twenty twenty two right, and we did not mention Tom Brady in the top players of the NFL? Now I know he's older, right? But he's still the goat, and we did not mention him. Is is it because you know it is those latter years, or uh, did we base you know everything we went off off of pure athletic ability? I think it's a combination of things, man. I think um, I think when you look at, you know, figuring out who the best player is, you think about impact, you think about athleticism, you think about fear on the field. While Tom might not be the most athletic person. Strikes fear. Definitely strikes fear. And he's definitely had an impact. I just, uh, I seen Aaron Donald whip his ass last year too in the playoffs, you know, and like, I think Tom Brady's still a very great player. And I think where Tom Brady makes up for what he lacks now, maybe in the physical aspects, you know, maybe some of that stuff starting to, to get a little bit older and a little more tread on the tires, his mind's still solid. Yeah. And I think like guys like him, like Peyton Manning, when he was playing, I don't, I think if physically he would have been able to hold up another year, he had it mentally. Like them guys are just, when you get in, if you get Tom Brady's like the I like to equate it to like the old Yankees in the of the, of the late nineties, whereas just get to the playoffs. Yeah. Once you get to the playoffs, dude, they have they have that three headed monster that, that can that can win them games in the playoffs. It's the same thing with Tom Brady. You get him to the playoffs, and all of a sudden, man, that experience starts kicking in, that ability starts kicking in, that championship attitude starts kicking in. But in my opinion, just to be honest with you, Tom Brady's probably. Fighting to be a top five quarterback, like if you just go overall athleticism, future, all that stuff. I mean, if I had a, if I had to choose right now for this season, I might go. Damn, this is blasphemy. I might go Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or you know one of these one of these younger capable guys, just because I mean Father Time's undefeated, bro. You've seen it yesterday with Tiger Woods missing the cut in the British Open and kind of taking his last little walk in St. Andrews because it might be the last time he's there. You yeah. know what I mean? And Father Time stays undefeated, bro, and you never know when that's going to come creeping up. So, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady's great, and he'll forever be great. And as a Dolphin fan, he'll forever be – and that might be why I, oh, I left him I off. I see you what know this what I'm is. <laughs> I see what's going on no, here. No, dude, because, hey, when I found out he was trying to be an owner player for the Dolphins this season. That's why he retired. You, did you read that story? Did you ever, yeah. Like, I was like. Pfft. Well, why wouldn't he want to own the Dolphins? He's owned them for years, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's only right that he becomes a little bit of that ownership. Hey. hey, but, you know. We we'll own the Raiders, too. We'll be talking about. Yeah, that was a tuck rule. We don't want to talk well, about Raiders that. always talking about tucking. He's, he's already admitted to what happened in that <laughs> game. So we'll move past it. But, you know, we'll, we, we'll leave him off list like this. Until his next Super Bowl. You're probably right. Yep. You're probably right. You know? What do you think, Brandon? You think Tom Brady at top five quarterback? 
Uh, I mean, I think the rings speak for themselves, so just keep it at that. Till you, beat the man, till you beat the man, you can't be the man. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's, that's exactly. it. I heard that. Hey, he, uh, Patrick Mahomes had a chance to get that torch passed to him a couple years back, right? Yeah. And couldn't get it done. Tom Brady got that seventh, so makes sense. Um, moving on, man, uh, as we're, as we're kind of getting to our last segment of the, of the show today, uh, wanted to spend some extra time on Brandon and uh, – Kind of dive into his experience, a little more of his experience as a college football player, um, his immediate future and what he's looking forward to for this upcoming season and uh, what he's looking to get out of this season. Um, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, Brandon is going into his first season at Adams State uh, University down at Alamosa, uh, transferred over this year from from Kearney. Um, I think it's great to have you back home and in state. I don't know why these schools, definitely, you know, Schools in, it didn't be a little bit louder during the original recruitment process, but that is what it is. I mean, sometimes uh, I know I went out to Missouri because I wanted to get away and try something different. So um, how just overall going through the transfer portal, going into a new school and being recruited again, what would you how, how would you say the experience as a college football player so far has been for you? So it's uh, <clears throat> it's definitely interesting because, you know, a lot different than high school. Players a lot bigger, practices a lot harder, you train a lot more, school's a little bit more difficult. So overall, you know, it's definitely a challenge doing everything, but if you uh, adapt, you overcome it, and it ain't that difficult. It's interesting that you say that because when I got out to Missouri, man, uh, when I got to Missouri Valley, I, you know, there was a handful of guys on the team. Like, you know, a handful of guys on the team, those are the best players on the team. And, like, there's not the gap between those guys and the next guys down is kind of low. But when I got out to Missouri Valley, it's like everyone was good. Everyone was strong. Everyone was fast. Everyone lifted, you know, big weight and put in a lot of work. So um, I know going into college, it's kind of a kind of a little change for you, a little culture shock for you. Um, but, you know, I think it's just that grind is what pulls you through it. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, with with that, you know, I, I just have a question for you, um, for your former teammates and all full future college recruits. Um, tell us how it was for you adjusting to the schedule of a college athlete, as far as like film, class, practice, work, and juggling all of those things. So you know, like I said, it's a lot more difficult. But to all the younger people listening, all my former teammates, it's going to be different for you when you go in. I was fortunate enough to, you know, I had the COVID year, so I didn't have fall camp or anything, right? Yeah. I didn't have to go through those, like, first two weeks where everyone wants to quit right away. So I had, like, eased into it. I was, yeah, I was able to ease into all my film practices, stuff like that. So it was a little bit easier for me, but I would just say fall camp, when you get there, it's going to be the Worst two weeks of your life. It's every <laughs> you got film practice. You got to lift everything. You don't, and you gotta you gotta be conditioned too. If you fail that conditioning test, you gonna hate it because you, Breakfast Club is not fun. But overall, you know, grind. It's gonna suck, but hey, being broke sucks too. So yeah. keep that scholarship. What was your conditioning uh, test like? Uh, so the first, well, the only one we ever did, it was up in Kearney and, um, was, it was different for each position. So you have bigs, medium or not, uh, what are they called? Like big skills, I guess. Okay. Like linebackers and everything. And then you have skills. So 
for the linemen, it was just 15 yards and back, and you had to do it in six seconds. And it seems really easy, but you got to do it 20 times. So you got to make it in six seconds each time. Yeah, it, it gets hard. 18 yeah, and back. For yeah. sure. Six seconds, that's a full sprint, you know. Yeah. For a big guy. Yeah, it, it sucked, but passed. I, we had uh, we had one up in Missouri Valley because they were the Vikings out there too, which is kind of crazy. I went to, to North as a Viking and I went to Missouri Valley as a Viking. But we had what was called the Viking run, and it was kind of like the Sunset Cruises but without the push-ups, you know. But we would go from the back of the end zone, every line and back, until you went from the back of the end zone to the back of the end zone and back. And you had to complete it. And a lot of people didn't complete it. It was, it was definitely grueling. So it's crazy how they come up with these conditioning drills, or these conditioning tests that <laughs> damn near want to kill you, man, especially coming from a big guy, dude, that I hate conditioning. Yeah, so you talk about conditioning. Um, what was your first, oh, shit, this is a real moment in college? Like, what was the first time where you realized, you know what, I got I to gotta turn it up a little bit because I'm at a different level? So, you know, like I said, I had uh, didn't have to enter fall camp when I was a freshman, but uh, me and my, my boys, they from Cherry Creek, so, you know, they got that work ethic. And uh, we were training on the field one day. I see my boy Delonte, he was doing back pedals, and uh, I was sitting next to my boy Grayson. I was like, I'm not, I'm not working on my back pedals. I don't go back. And uh, both of you coaches, you know, you could attest to that. I never got pushed back in high school, so – a little, a little arrogant right there, but I was yeah. like, I'm not working on my back, but I've never been pushed back. Why, why work on it if I'm not going to do it? And then we had a inside run. You know, our coaches like to keep it fast tempo. We had inside run next, uh, I think next either day or day after. First play, double teamed. And, you know, I'm, I'm good with double teams, so I was like, oh, they ain't. Nah, lost my footing and – uh. It was a double team, yeah. So I, I got pancaked. I want to, but it was a double team. I want to say that I got pan. I was like, cause I was, I was, you know, going backpedaling a little bit, and then I was just like, I'm five yards back already, man. Just fall. Yeah. So hey, when when you retreat, you know, take them down. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's it's funny when someone gets under your leverage, under your pads, and uh, gets 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 underneath you, and just how quickly it can go wrong. Yeah. Um, you don't even think it either because you know you're a big dude, Brandon. I was a big dude. Um, we, I remember we're doing these one on one kind of just. You're, it's working to sink your feet after the bull rush, you know. Yeah. And uh, had this kid. Uh, I forget his first name, but his last name was May. And he's called May Day. He was from Kansas City. And at the time, I didn't know this, but he was like the the, the Missouri State champion powerlifter and strong ass kid, bro. And uh, we're we're doing one on ones and. He gets underneath my pad level, and I go to go sink my feet, bro, and he just pity rolled me, man. He lifted me up and put me down. It's kind of like when Brandon did that as a 15-year-old, yeah. but he actually put me down. He finished it. Oh, so but, you had flashbacks. Oh, dude. I told you, when when that happened with Brandon, I, it, it took me back to the yeah. – the, I thought I was in it's Missouri. Amazing. I thought I was in Missouri with the, with the 100% humidity just killing me, bro. Like, it was wild. But, no, nah, you know – I don't care how strong or how big you are. If you give up your leverage, leverage bro, yeah. like it's done. And that's in the trenches. That's what it's all about. It's about establishing that leverage, right? And and, and finishing off your opponent. And it, it just goes to show you, like, you can be thinking you're the shit and be quickly humbled. Like, nah, bro, this is a new level. This is a, you know, this is a new experience. And 
you know, it's it's fun though. It's it's definitely a good thing to have happen to you because you you learned real quick, right? To 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 respect that a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, and I asked that question, right? Because we all get humbled. Yep. In our everyday lives, like people at work, you know, whether it's school, work, friends, family, there's always going to be a humbling moment for everybody in life. So, you know, that's a definite question that I I go to a lot whenever we have a a guest. So, Brandon, you made the move over to Adam State this uh, this fall, uh, be your first season there. Um, what is your ex- uh, your excitement level going into this new opportunity, and what are you looking forward to uh, going getting out of this season, going into the season? Yeah, man. So, making the move over to Adam State, back in my my home state. So, you know, a little excitement there, and uh, get to play a couple of my former teammates from North from Kearney. So it's definitely going to be a little bit of fun when we play them, but I'm more so excited that, you know, I get a new, fresh start and I'm able to prove myself. And I think with the team that Coach Harrison has been building, Coach Harrison's the head coach at Adam State, I think we all putting our faith in him. And, you know, I've been asking around. Everybody's buying in. I'm already fully bought into his program. I'm trusting him with everything, so I think, you know, we all go in. We're going to go into fall camp. We're going to ball out. And that first game against Western New Mexico, we're going we gonna to go out, put everything on the line. And then 10 weeks from that, hopefully we we be leaving with the RMAC championship ring. Mm. Yeah. It's been a while, and I'm, I'm sure you're excited to kind of help try to make that happen and kind of change that culture there a little bit. And I know the coaching staff is – you know, new coaching staff, right? Yeah. Yeah, so um, getting into that and, and kind of – Leaving that stamp from from Alamosa, I think I think it's big for the state. I love when our our teams are uh, are are up, and I know uh, with Adam State, they're looking to make some things happen. Um, yeah, they've been recruiting heavily. They have, they definitely have, dude. And you know what? It's, if, if we talked about this a few times too, about some of these Colorado schools missing the boat on some of these talented athletes that are here. And uh, shout out to those that are that are doing their homework and being diligent and trying to get these great Colorado athletes. There's a ton of them here, and it's exciting to see them get opportunities. Um, Brandon, do you have any personal goals for yourself this year? Like, I know, I'm sure you have goals, but like, is there any that that stand out that like this needs to happen for me? My only goal every day is just be better than yesterday. No matter what I do, from mental to physical, I just want to be better. You know, yeah, I'm. Once the season comes, I'm going to set these goals, sack record or something like that. But my main objective every day is just to be better and every, you know, better myself as much as I can because you always want to be the best version of yourself. And that's all we can do, right, is, is strive every day to get better. And, and when you make that the first and foremost goal, all the other goals are going to fall right into place and align to where they need to be. For sure. For sure. I think that, that brings you to where you need to be. Yeah, I have one. Um, if you could do anything different or if there's anything that you've learned from your last college experience to this new school, um, what would it be? What would you take with you? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just be me, not go in with a big head. I'm a, humble, I'm a lot more humble than I was going in, so that's really big. And, I, you know, going to this new school, I'm going to try and prove who I am, and I'm definitely going to do what I can do to be the best I can. So that's all I, That's all I'm taking in that new school, just be, you know, be the best I can. That's a great answer because, you know, that was an accountability answer. You know, you didn't hear, you know, you get some athletes sometimes and you hear, well, 
this and that and and all I heard right there is what you're gonna do to be better Brandon and and I commend you for that because because I will attest to the humble the humility you have right now um compared to when you were going in you know um is is leaps and bounds ahead of of where you used to be and 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 I'm proud to see you you know putting your accountability first and foremost and and, and making sure that correct yourself before you uh, make any goals and plans to to get better so i applaud you for that i think the greatest part or the greatest yeah the greatest part of of trying to kind of humbling yourself and addressing yourself and taking care of yourself is when you go from pointing your index finger forward and turning your thumb to yourself and understand that um the only thing that we control is our ability to be better to get better you know, we have no control over any of these elements around us. Um, life is full of chaos and, you know, things change at a moment's notice, especially in college football. So I think it's it's great to, to be able to look to yourself and be like, all right, this is where I need to improve. This is where the areas in which I control. And um, to see you, you know, making them steps and doing those things, man, it's, it makes me proud as a coach, uh, makes me proud as somebody that knows you and has been around you for a number of years athletically. And to see the growth that you've displayed over the years, man, is it's truly a blessing, dude. And it's it's awesome. And I commend you for that. Salute you for that. And just appreciate you, man, every day. Yeah, you know, and, and I love this 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 humbleness that we're getting right now. But I know you be. And I'm going to bring it out. If there's one game on your calendar that you're looking forward to this season, because you said you're playing some of your old friends, it, it, which game – can you think of off the top of your head that you're really looking forward to going out and, and, and making a statement and kind of showing us the confidence level that you have on the field as well? It's the last game of the season, and it's against Western Colorado. Ooh, he's coming for you. We know who he's talking to. <laughs> so when, uh, you know, when Elias Zarate, when he uh, listens to this, I hope he sees this, but we don't really care if you all the RMAC champs. We're going to go in. We're going to ball out, and I hope you come across the middle just so I can hit you. Yeah, they're coming. <laughs> All right, now we got to get Elias on here now so we can get the rebuttal now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, Elias is a wide receiver up at Western State, uh, another kid that was part of Brandon's great kid, great kid. Part of Brandon's senior group and uh, just another part of the solid core, man. Again, one of the ones that he references to kind of has his core group and, you know, keeps him level. So it's great to see that, man. I, I'm, I'm, excited to, I'm excited to see so many of our kids kind of, Compete against each other, oh, coach, man. We might have to make an appearance for that one. Oh, bet, bet, bet. Uh, hey, Gun- is it in Gunnison or is it out in uh, LA? It's in Gunnison. See, yeah. man, either one of those. We can go. Road yeah. trip. Road trip. Road trip. Leave the wives at home. Yep. Ladies, lock the doors. <laughs> um, I'm going to steal this one from Coach because we're going to get ready to get into this thing and wrap it up. We've already been doing this for an hour, man. And uh, Brandon, if there's something you could tell ninth grade Brandon – what would it be? Really, this just goes out to, you know, all the – because I can't really change anything in the past. So this goes out to all the ninth graders, eighth graders, incoming, whatever. If you're younger and you still got time in high school, enjoy it. Have fun with your friends. I think Coach Dardano is the one who t- – or Frank Dardano. He's the one who had told me, you know, it goes by fast. Coach Tip, he had told me. This is the last time you get to have fun in football. Other than that, it's serious. So, to all those people still in high school, going into high school football, enjoy it, have fun, but also 
you want to be able to say that you played at the next level. So while you're having fun, balling out with your friends, put in the work to buy into the program. I know that was a big issue for me. Um, we had multiple head coaches, but once I finally bought into the program, I turned into an animal. So I would just say you buy into the program, but have fun while you're doing it. You only get four years, but it'll be the best four years that you have, too, if you're just having fun with your friends. Brandon, some of my favorite memories of that last season was the last week of practice and every single freaking day. Oh, last, day of, last day of defensive practice, coach. Last time I'm going to run on this field and do these suicides, coach. Last day I'm going to hit the sled, coach. Last time we're lining up for team, for team meal, coach. Like, it, that shit just cracked me up, man. You're, you're a knucklehead out on the field, bro. Um, you're also a damn good football player, um, one that I look forward to seeing hit the field this year, make some things happen. Look forward to seeing that Western State game. Look forward to seeing Adam State compete in the RMAC and uh, make some noise, you know. Um, we're just we're excited for you, bro. I know, I know Dom is super proud of you. I'm super proud of you, man. And we just want to uh, make sure that you continue that good work, bro. Keep, keep putting in that hard work, be an example to these young people and uh, the people around you that, you know what, we can fall, we can get back up. But as long as we work our ass off, we'll get to where we want to be, man. So we're, we're super proud of you, uh, super thankful for you to be here. Uh, you know, I just I appreciate you, man. Yeah, and to all our viewers, if you don't know him, get familiar with him. Remember the name Brandon Bennett because he's going to put in that work and he's going to make you remember him. So, you know, check him out. Support this young man. Again, he is making all the right strides to become a better person in life, not only a better athlete, but a better person. Um, and I'm extremely proud of all the hard work that he's put in. Um, I've seen it first and foremost, and, and, you know, I'm excited to be a fan going forward. And if you're a fan of us, become a fan of him. Brandon, I, I know you said your socials and all that stuff's private. Do you want to share any of your socials at all, or is there anything you want to say before we get out of here? Shout out to whoever you want to shout out. I mean, this is your time, man, to say what you want to say. So, you know, only social I'll give out just because it's the athlete social. is a That Man Grizz on IG. They'll put it on the podcast, put it as like an at or something. But That Man Grizz, three Zs. Um, just a quick shout out, all my people, all my friends that support me, got me through my tough times. And um, appreciate y'all for uh, showing me the love. Appreciate all my coaches and hopefully uh, – you know, compete in the RMAC and make y'all proud soon. Amen. Dom, I know you got some shout-outs you want to hit up. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, first and foremost, you know, we wouldn't be anything without our viewers, right? And I want to give a shout-out to the Shy. Shy Town. Shout-out to Shy Rack, man, for listening to us, staying in tune with us. Continue to listen. Grow us all out through the tri-states. You know, we appreciate the support. Also, I want to give a shout-out to my boy, Louisiana, from work, man. He listens to every episode. Shout-out, Louisiana. We talk about all the topics afterwards, man. He's in tune with what we're doing. Um, and I just I appreciate the support, man. Share the love. And, and shouts out to you, homie. Hey, I'm going to second Coach Dom. Um, to see where, where we're getting listens to listen to from, downloads from, uh, it's it's awesome. It's humbling. It's amazing. We appreciate y'all for tuning in and doing that. Keep it up. Run them numbers up on the socials. Run them numbers up on the website, dnasportsdenver.com. Make sure you hit the, the uh, links to the, our, our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 
uh, YouTube channel. There ain't much on there, but we got a bunch of content coming soon. Uh, again, DNASportsDenver.com. Shout out to my partner, Coach Dom. Shout out to Brandon Bennett for coming out here and, and uh, just laying some wisdom down. Make sure y'all tune in, man. We appreciate you for listening. Again, run that up. We'll get right out of here. Peace.